You're listening to Flaunt, Find Your Sparkle and Create a Life You Love. After infidelity or betrayal, have you been betrayed by life, your body, or someone that you love? You're not alone. No matter what you've been through, Naked Self-Worth helps you regain confidence, joy, and enthusiasm so you can create a life you love and flourish. Tune in weekly and learn how. Hello, I'm Laura Cheadle, and this is Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal. I'd like to begin today's show by talking about some statistics around infidelity and betrayal because they're kind of shocking. While you might say, well, sure, everybody is betrayed. You can't really live life and not be betrayed in some way, and you're right. When you actually look at the statistics for intimate partner betrayal, it's quite shocking. Um, Marriage and Divorce Journal actually estimated that the real statistics are somewhere around 70% of married people in the United States experience some sort of infidelity in their relationship. 70%. Now, that number is higher than some of the other statistics, but the reason it was estimated to be higher was the fact that people don't tend to like to admit to cheating, especially if they haven't already admitted it to their partner. They don't want, even on an anonymous survey, to say, yep, I cheat. I cheat all the time. Or I cheated once. It was a one-night stand. Cheating, again, whether it's sexual betrayal or whether it's stealing money or cheating, Um, in some other capacity, is something that all Americans, all people find wrong and all people agree is wrong, yet so many people do anyway. Now that is a topic for a whole other show. Today's show is on uh, what do you do? What do you do after Someone has cheated on you. What do you do once you've been betrayed? Because that's really the relevant question. And that's kind of why I wanted to start with statistics. I wanted to start with statistics to help you see that you are not alone. You are not broken. You did not cause it. And you are not totally unique. Now, The facts of your situation are unique, but the fact that you have been betrayed is not unique. And even though I know you feel like you might die over this, I want to promise you that you won't. You will get through it. You will get over it. And if you so choose You can come out the other side better than before. Now, what is better, you might be asking. That really depends on you. How do you want to come out the other side? Who do you want to be at the end of this journey? And that's what today's episode is about. 
It's about that vision for after, your post-betrayal vision, and how to get from where you are right now, gutted, broken, angry, confused, ashamed, whatever it is, to that place that you want to be. Now, you might be saying, Laura, that sounds glorious and wonderful and all of that, but you don't know how bad I feel right now. I can't create a vision. I just want to get up off the floor and maybe make dinner, even though I feel too nauseous to eat it. This grand, beautiful, sparkly vision is just not what I'm all about. And what I want to say to you is I get it. If you don't already know my story, I will go into that in a moment. But yes, I have been through some pretty hideous infidelity and I know exactly what it's like to just want to get through the next hour or the next day. And I know how it feels to think I've got this whole life ahead of me and I don't even want it. I don't even want to remember. I don't, I, I don't want any of this. And what I do want to say around that is to affirm it's okay that you feel that way and you will get through it. And even though you don't feel like thinking about your vision for the future or creating a future quite yet, that's okay. What's important is you just have that in your head. You have that in your mind that, oh, I am going to go on. There will be a future. And to allow that vision to start forming. Because it is that vision that is going to get you through. And if you're anything like me and a lot of the women that I work with, your life was sort of created by default. I'm going to say that again. Your life was probably created by default. It's so common for us to have plans or a dream. I'm going to go to college. And then we do. And it's that plan. And we succeed. And then we're like, okay, now what? And it might be moving into a career that doesn't exactly go as you planned. And then maybe you have kids and that does or doesn't go as you plan because things like miscarriages happen and infertility and a whole bunch of other problems. And then all of a sudden, 10 years have gone by and you've been busy living life. And there's happy moments. It's not that you're miserable, but it's just that life starts rolling and there's laundry and there's dishes and there's events and there's gathering and there's work and yay, it's a weekend and yay, there's vacations and, and things just kind of get rolling and we end up living a bit by default. And then if you're like me, infidelity completely destroys your world. And it ends up being a wake-up call that you didn't even know that you needed. And then the question becomes, now what? Now what? 
I'm here now and this has happened. And now what? The question I ask my coaching clients often is, what are you going to do with that? You've got it. What are you going to do with that? And that's a question that only we can answer for ourselves. And when we don't answer for ourselves, what ends up happening is we get right back into that living by default place that we have been our whole life. So if your answer is, wow, I woke up and I'm going to get through this pain and then I'm just going to go back to kind of living by default. If that's what you choose, you may do that. But I think there's something better for you. I know there's something better for you should you choose to accept it. And like me, I knew there was something better for me. I actually knew there was something better for me all along. But I didn't want to. I didn't know how to disrupt my whole life and go for some big, crazy pipe dream. And until infidelity came along and disrupted my whole life, (laughs) did I have the opportunity to go for all that I wanted to do and be and have. So let's start. Let's start a little bit with my background, just so you know what I have been through. So you know and can relate to a little bit of my journey. I have always been kind of an intense overachiever with a lot of energy and a lot of drive. And I was a corporate attorney. So getting through college and law school and passing the bar in California and then Colorado and getting a good job, that was all kind of fun for me. Yes, it was hard work. Yes, it was intense and it took a lot of sacrifice, but it was something that I knew how to do. It was the goal and there was the steps broken down. So I knew how to get there. To be a lawyer, you need to pass the bar. To pass the bar, you need to go to a good law school. To go to a good law school, you need to do well in undergrad. To do well in undergrad, you need to do well in high school. Yada, yada, yada. It's working from that back forward to figure out what you need to do next. And I was great at that. I found an amazing husband. We had two amazing kids and we created a life together. And again, since I knew what I wanted, it was easy to figure out. I wanted two kids. I took the steps to have two kids. I knew the kind of house that I wanted in the neighborhood that I wanted. So I looked for houses that were for sale in that neighborhood. I knew I wanted a corporate job instead of a law firm job. So I applied and sought out corporate jobs. But here's the catch. Once I got all of that, I wasn't quite sure what to do with it. I really had a lot of gratitude and appreciation for my life. And I really loved my life, but I wasn't living with a lot of intention. I was getting through, 
getting through to the weekend, getting through to the end of the day, getting through to my vacation. And I constantly felt let down, I guess, disappointed. Like life is so magical and wonderful. And I worked really, really, really hard. Oh, I got here. Now what? Now I just do this for the next 50 years. And that didn't really make a lot of sense to me, but whatever. Now, my husband had that same feeling, that same thought. He worked really hard. He was continuing to climb the corporate ladder. He was, you know, getting raises, getting promotions, working hard. But same thing, to what end? So what I did to fulfill myself was I turned to some spirituality. I got certified to teach yoga. I ended up leaving my job as a corporate attorney to stay home with the kids so I could better support my husband in his career. In order to pursue his career, he needed to travel pretty extensively. He needed to get up early and he needed to stay at the office late. So I decided to stay home. That way I could take care of everything for everyone and I could make his life as easy as possible. All he would have to do is work, climb that ladder, and then it would benefit both of us. And we thought, I thought we would also have a better marriage that way because I would be at his beck and call in a way. I would be way more available because I wouldn't have my own trials and things like that. So that's what we did for a lot of years. And the thing is, I loved it and I was completely undone by it all at the same time. And maybe you can relate to that, where you love something, but at the same time, you're like, enough is enough. I can't continue on at this pace. I can't continue to sacrifice everything that I am, all of my hopes, dreams, desires, and constantly be of service to everybody else. And it started chipping away at my self-esteem. It started chipping away at me as a person, and I became the supporting role to everybody else. Just as my youngest was heading to college, just as I was about to get my life back to finally step into my full power, I learned that my husband had been cheating on me the whole time for 15 years, for the entire time since my kids were two and four. He had been cheating on me the entire time with five different women. Basically, he had never been faithful for any reason. As you can imagine, I felt so absolutely gutted and destroyed. Everything that I had worked towards was no longer true. I felt duped. Why am I here sacrificing all that I am, pushing through, supporting him? Why am I supporting him? Why did I let go of my career and my benefits and all of that to help him when I thought this was a joint thing and so clearly it wasn't? So I had rage against him, but also against me. How could I have fallen for that? Why didn't I know? I'm smart. 
Why didn't I figure that out? I'm intuitive. Why didn't I sense this? Why was I so naive? Why was I so trusting? What was wrong with me? Why wasn't I good enough? If I would have worked, would I have had better things to talk about except just the kids all day long? But wait, there are kids. They're his kids too. Shouldn't he want to know about them? Had I let my body go? No, no. I was teaching yoga and I was doing fine. Should I have been? Should I have done? Should I have said? Should I have? Whoa. I know if you've been there that you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's not pretty. I internalized absolutely everything that he did, and I made it about me. What did I do wrong? What should I have done? What could I have done? And it was horrible. Yes, I fell apart. I don't want to minimize that at all because it's important to be honest. I think about the shadow and the dark side within us all. And it's also important not to minimize the pain because we have to feel it. We have to move with it and through it and fully embrace it. But somewhere along the line, in the middle of some of my darkest days, I had a very clear impression or idea of how I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up for the rest of my life. I started thinking about some of the old women that I knew who were bitter, who were mean, who were resentful, who could find no joy or pleasure in anything. And for the first time, I understood them, actually. For the first time, I thought, wow, I wish I knew what you had been through because I can relate. And this devastation is not fair. And I wish we could talk. And I wish we could share our victim stories. And I wish, I wish, I wish. And then I thought, but I don't want to be that kind of a woman. I don't want to be bitter and hardened and resentful. I don't want to be fiercely independent in the way that I will reject connection from anybody because I'm not opening my heart up to be hurt ever again. I don't want to be that person. That's that's not who I was. That's How I got into this quote-unquote problem in the first place, maybe, was by being open and loving and trusting. But you know what? I was open and loving and trusting because I am open and loving and trusting. I am open. I am loving. I am trusting. I choose to see the best in people. I choose to see that because that's who I am and most importantly, who I want to continue to be. I don't want to be cynical. I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to be hardened. I want 
to allow myself the grace and space to be wounded by life and to thrive and to move through that wounding and to come out the other side still a beautiful soul, a loving person, open. I want to give people the benefit of the doubt because that's who I am. And it took a while to really understand that those are not qualities that I'm putting on to please somebody else. Because let me tell you, there are qualities that we put on to please other people. But those were not qualities that I was putting on. Those were the qualities of who I was and who I wanted to continue to be. And I thought, well, wow, that's interesting because how can I go forward being loving and trusting and beautiful and kind and caring and seeing the best in people and not get hurt? Because I'm not willing to be duped. I'm not willing to be a chump. I'm not willing to be stupid and to be set up. But I'm also not willing to fundamentally change the character, to change my character, to change my personality. So I had to sit with that for a while and determine for me, what are those boundaries? What are those boundaries? Because here's the thing. Betrayal only happens when we trust someone. If somebody that you don't know or you don't trust or you don't love betrays you, it doesn't hurt because you don't love them and you don't trust them and you didn't trust that they wouldn't betray you anyway. Betrayal only happens because you have opened yourself up to that person, and rightfully so. And that's where it landed for me. I still want to open myself up to another person, and rightfully so. And if they choose to betray me, it is on them, and it's not on me. And having been through this journey, I can be a little bit proactive in opening my eyes. I can choose to not give people so much of a benefit of the doubt, or I can move slowly into trusting them. But the bottom line is, and the bottom line always will be for me, once we have a friendship, once we have a relationship, whether it's business or personal or otherwise, I open my heart. Which leaves me open to wounding and I can survive a wounding. So I have become a little bit more intentional and clear about my boundaries. Moving a little bit more slowly into relationships, being a little bit more aware of some red flags. But I chose, and I still choose, every day I still choose to stay open, to stay trusting, to stay loving, because that is who I am. And if that was my choice, that very next thing then that I had to choose to do 
was figure out how to handle hurt better. Now, before you're like, oh my God, Laura, you are so ridiculous. You're this crazy codependent person who has this martyr complex, blah, 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 blah. I want to be very clear that no. <laughs> yes, I see where that is, where you are coming from, from thinking with that. Yes, that is something that I have slid into in the past. And that is also something that I choose to very intentionally turn away from. No longer will I choose to sacrifice myself for your comfort. No longer will I choose to make myself uncomfortable just to make you comfortable. Would I like to help you? Of course. But I'm not going to care more about your problems than you care about your own problems. So those are some of those boundaries around what will I do and what won't I do? And yes, I'm very clear on that. But what I am saying in processing the hurt better and getting better at that, that's that resiliency piece. Being in life means getting knocked down. Being in business means losing money or failing. Everything that we risk has a risk to it. I talked earlier about having kids, the chances of miscarriage, you know, that's a thing, but we don't say, I'm not going to have a baby because what if I miscarry? Even for people who have a high incidence of that, one of the skills is that resiliency skill of how to keep moving forward to get what it is that you want and to understand rationally and in your heart that setbacks do happen and they hurt and you can get through them and to work with that resiliency around it. So that's what I'm talking about. I want to move forward being an open, loving, kind, trusting person with some better boundaries in place. And I want to become more resilient to pick myself up when I am hurt again. Just because I was hurt really, 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 really badly doesn't mean that I am not ever going to have that happen again in my life. We all get hurt. I needed some skills to make myself more resilient. So I was very clear about who I am and what I wanted. I wanted to better handle those setbacks. And once those two core pieces were in place, it set me free to dream a little bit. It set me free to really look at the rest of my life, to evaluate where I had come from, what I liked, what I didn't like so much. And it gave me that space to pause and to process because in that pain, in that agony, in that processing place, it was a really good opportunity and break from reality to start processing, how do I want this to be in my life? I knew I didn't want to be bitter and resentful and just an ugly human being because of it. But I also knew I just didn't want my marriage back. I started looking at my relationships, my marriage, the way I showed up every day, the things that I did 
every day. My identity as a mom, as a wife, as a business owner, as a friend, as a daughter, all of that. I started looking at my identity and saying, what do I want? A lot of this has been created by default. I just moved into it. You start taking care of things and it evolves. And there's nothing wrong with that, but is this me? Is this me? And is this how I want to show up? And is this who I want to be? And for me, there was a lot of yes, yes. I want to be healthy. I want to be fit. I want to keep working out. I love my fitness classes. I I dance burlesque. I love dancing. I love my friends. I love being playful. I love being with my family. I love taking care of people. I love doing things around the house. But I don't love being taken advantage of. I don't love sacrificing myself. I don't love feeling selfish. I don't love some of the way my husband and I talked to each other with a little bit of contempt and criticism. I didn't love that. I didn't love his relationship with our kids. I didn't love his business travel. I didn't love being alone all the time. I didn't love feeling lonely in my own marriage. I didn't love waiting. Waiting for the kids to be older, waiting for him to get home from a trip, waiting, waiting, waiting. And I allowed myself to sit with a lot of those things that I didn't love. And since so much of my identity had been stripped from me anyway, because no longer (laughs) was I in a monogamous relationship, apparently, no longer was I the only one, no longer were my dreams for the future what I thought they would be, no longer were my memories, even my memories. Holy cow, if you've been through this and you look back, maybe you're like me. Was that real? Was he really happy on our anniversary? Was that Christmas fun? Was I the only one having fun? Was he pretending? My memories were gone. My future was gone. My identity was gone. As long as everything was gone, I figured I might as well just let go of the rest and start fresh. Keep what felt good. Let go of what didn't. And that's a beautiful space to be in. We're going to take a few minutes for a break. And when we come back, I'm going to share with you the five steps that I took to consciously create the rest of my life, to consciously create not only what I wanted to do and how I wanted my life to look, but also how I wanted to feel and be and experience my own life. So we will be right back. Do you feel betrayed by life, your body, or by someone that you love? You are not alone and you are not weak or overly emotional for feeling the way that you do. 
Betrayal is one of the most overwhelmingly painful experiences to navigate because it strikes at the core of who you are and what you are worth. No matter how gutted you feel, there is hope. You can flourish, not in spite of your experience, but because of it, I know. After 23 years of marriage, my world was shattered when I found out that my husband had been cheating on me with five different women for 15 years. I lost everything that day, my identity, my worth, and the future I had worked so hard to create. While it was a long and arduous journey back to myself, today I know who I am, what I want, and I am happier and more confident than I ever was before. I've got what I call naked self-worth, which is the ability to see, know, and love yourself for who you are, not for what you accomplish or for who you are in relation to others. No matter what has shattered your heart, if you're ready to get clear on who you are, what you want, and to learn how good life really can be, then life choreography is for you. Even if you feel too old or are too busy because you have kids at home and you're in charge of everything. Life Choreography is a comprehensive five-month, five-step program that empowers you to strip out of your labels, roles, and scripts and to reveal yourself as you are, not as you think you should be. To learn more, go to nakedselfworth.com and download your free guide that shows you how to untangle yourself from the past, reclaim your sexy, and start re-choreographing life on your own terms so you can love and be loved for exactly who you most authentically are. And we are back. And for the second half of the show, what we're going to talk about is how to consciously create your life, how to consciously choose and then create what you want to have, but also how you want to be and feel and show up. Like I said in the first half, the question that I ask my coaching clients all the time is, okay, you've been betrayed. What are you going to do with that? And the answer to that question, what are you going to do with that, is only something that you can answer. For me, it was like, what do I do? Because what I wanted was for it to have not happened. I wanted to not know any of this. I wanted to not be here. But that's not realistic. And I had to get myself through that pain. And the very, very first thing that I did to start figuring out what I wanted to keep, what I wanted to let go of, how I wanted to show up was to figure out what did I even like? It's not that my life was miserable. It absolutely wasn't. But what did I like? Sure, I was maybe finding joy in making dinner or having a clean house or, you know, having my kids succeed or, you know, having a great trip or whatever. But what did I like? What did Laura like? And it was really interesting because 
if you're anything like me, that's a hard question to answer. It was like, um, I like to read. Um, I like my animals. Um, I used to scrapbook all the time, but I kind of burned out on that. I like working out, but hmm. really had to experiment. And that first step is the first letter in flaunt, F, find your fetish. And I got online because I really didn't feel like going out in public. <laughs> I was too teary and messed up and I just didn't want to do that. But I got online and I just started Googling some like meetups and event rights and things like that on Facebook events. And I just started seeing what was out there. I didn't even really know what was there and what I might like. I knew I liked self-development. I knew I liked some of that. So I would kind of start searching around for the things that I liked, but then I just let myself play and experiment and see what was there. And what was interesting is I found out some of the things that I thought that I really liked. When push came to shove, I didn't. I talked about teaching yoga and that I've always loved yoga and I've always, you know, taught it and blah, blah, blah. When I really started going deep, though, I realized I don't love teaching yoga. I love doing it, but I don't love teaching it. So I took some time off. I took some time off from doing something that I love because I realized I didn't really maybe loved it. And it gave me an opportunity to experiment with some other things. And I found out I really liked networking. I really liked connecting. I'm good at connecting people. And I hadn't known that. And I take great joy in holding somebody's needs, somebody's desires, and then being able to match them up with somebody else. And it was like, oh, that's silly, but that's something that I enjoy. I enjoy creating beauty, whether it's outside or inside, with plants or with little decorative items in my home. I enjoy creating beauty. And one thing I did was I redid my bathroom counter because I spend a lot of time in front of my bathroom counter, brushing my teeth and putting in my contacts and washing my face and putting on makeup and brushing my hair. I am in front of my bathroom sink every day in the morning, at night, and several times throughout the day. So I revamped that space. I found my fetish. I leaned into what made me feel good. The second thing that I did was L, laughed. I consciously looked for ways to cultivate laughter. I started listening to the, what is it? The radio station, the Comedy Central Radio or comedy, whatever it is. I watched some stand-up shows. I looked for comedians on YouTube. I looked for reasons to laugh. 
I dance burlesque and burlesque is all about irony. So I looked for that kind of dark, twisted, sick humor <laughs> in my situation. And then the next thing I did was I had to dig deep to accept my situation unconditionally. And that's what I call that golden center of flaunt, accept unconditionally. I had said earlier what I wanted was for this not to have happened, but it did. And if I was going to find peace going forward, and if I was going to show up as this open, happy, trustful connector that I wanted to be, I had to accept unconditionally. And for me, that meant talking about it. That meant opening myself up to embarrassment or rejection or judgment and talking about it. And let me tell you, that took some time. But for me, that was important because I knew I was open. I knew I was an open book. I wanted my heart open. I wanted authentic connection with other people, not a superficial covered up connection, but deep and authentic. And I knew I wanted to be able to laugh about myself in this situation. Not to make light of it, but there are really crazy ironic twists in this situation that for me, I just had to laugh at. And it made me think, you know what? I actually want to be a thought leader in this space. I am learning so much about what causes somebody to actually cheat. Because like I talked about at the beginning of the show, when we all as a world, as a human population, agree that lying and cheating is wrong, then why do like 70% of us do it? 100% of people pretty much lie and cheat in other ways. So what's that disconnect? Because that's kind of funny. We all agree that it's wrong. Yet we all lie and cheat in some way and around 70% estimated, which is probably pretty accurate, cheat on their partner. That's kind of funny. Sick, twisted, ironic humor. But that's one of those things we have to accept unconditionally and say, wow, something's going on. Something is going on. And I made the decision for me that I wanted to lean into that. I wanted to learn more. It would make me feel better about my own situation. Yes. It would bring me understanding around my own situation. Yes. And it would hopefully break down some of the taboos, some of the barriers around it too, and have people start talking and discussing in a real authentic way about why they were lying, why they were cheating. Which I thought was an interesting fit with what I was talking about earlier. Boundaries and resiliency. If you have really healthy boundaries, your chances, your, your need or desire to lie or cheat 
goes down. If you are a very resilient person, your need to lie or cheat goes down. Why? Because you know who you are and you know what you want and you've got boundaries around it. So you're more comfortable expressing your wants and your needs. And you know, if it doesn't work out and you disappoint somebody else or they disappoint you, you're more resilient so you can figure it out anyway. So suddenly there's no fear. You're not trying to tell a little white lie to make somebody feel better. You're not promising to do something when really on the inside, you know darn well you're not going to do it. It all goes hand in hand. It's two sides of that same coin. And bottom line, when you betray another, you betray yourself. When you betray another, you betray yourself. Who did my husband hurt when he cheated on me? Yes, he hurt me. Yes, he hurt our kids. Yes, he hurt our families, our friends. He hurt the women that he cheated with. He hurt so many people, but he couldn't destroy our souls. He couldn't do that to us. He is the only person that could have destroyed his own soul, his own integrity, his own self. And it's the same with us. If we choose to revenge cheat, who does it hurt? Us. Yes, it can hurt the person we revenge cheat with and our friends and our family, but it's our own integrity. It's our own self-worth. We are hurting us. If we want to get revenge on the other woman or on our spouse and we do all of this horrible stuff to them, of course we can hurt them. But really, we're damaging our own souls. We are turning ourselves into somebody that we are not and we are letting the other person win. If you cheat on me, yes, you have hurt me. You have devastated me and I am a victim because I have been victimized. But I will not act like a victim. I will not play the role of a victim. And I will also steadfastly refuse to move into the role of perpetrator because I value myself way more than that. And I am not let, going to let your bad behavior and your bad decisions cause me or make me or inspire me to do anything that is not me because I am in charge of me. I am in charge of my behavior, my thoughts, my feelings, my actions. I am in charge of me. And if you make me do something outside of my character, then you have won and not me. And that's where that determination really kicked in for me was around that unconditional acceptance of this happened and what do I choose going forward? I choose to be more me, more solid in who I am and how I show up and how I treat other people. You have taken enough from me and you are not going to take my integrity or my personality in any way, shape, or form. Which goes to that next step, N which is navigate the negative. And that is, holy heck, 
rah, rah, I'm with you, Laura. Amen. Preach it, sister. But how do we really do that? Because I hurt and I'm mad and I'm devastated and financially everything is going to change. And now I have to move and now blah, 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 blah. Yes, I get that. And that's that navigating that negative piece. I am so good at catastrophizing things. I am so good at looking way down the road and trying to solve it all right now. I hear ya. But navigating the negative is truly about dealing with that most immediate next step that's right in front of you right now. All that comes from <laughs> asking yourself, well, what do I want to create? Who am I and what do I want to create? How do I want to be? And after finding my fetish and laughing out loud, I learned so much about myself and how I want to show up. I realized I was showing up as way more stressed out and busy than I wanted to. I didn't want to show up like a martyr. I didn't want to show up like a harried housewife. I didn't want to show up in so many of the ways that I was showing up. I wanted to be more powerful in myself and the choices that I was making. I wanted to be more clear about my boundaries. I wanted to show up differently. So here's the thing about that and about that navigating the negative. Once you know how you want to show up, it's all up to you to show up that way. If you want, we're going to go to a personal training analogy because I've taught fitness for so many years. Whether it's sports or fitness, you train for your sport. If you want to get better at basketball, you play basketball. You do dribbling skills. You do ball handling skills. You do footwork. You, if you want to get better at basketball, you got to play basketball. If you want to get better at running, you run. If you want to get better at serving, you serve. Yes, there's some of the little auxiliary things that you can do. You know, you can stretch or you can do strength training around it. But basically, if you want to get better at something, you have to do it. If you want to lose weight, you have to burn more than you take in. If you want to be a faster reader, you have to push yourself to read more quickly. If you want to grow a plant, you have to get the seed of what you want to grow. You have to plant it in ground with the nutrients and you have to water it and give it sunlight. So much is not hard. Going back to the beginning when I talked about when I knew my goals of being a lawyer, I could reverse engineer and figure out what I wanted to do. And then you do those things. You do what you need to do to create the result that you want. Yet, why is it in adulthood in life, we're like, I want to be happy. I just want to be satisfied. I want, if you want to be happy and satisfied and joy-filled, then guess what? You have to be happy and satisfied and joy-filled. And that is a choice. It's not about, I want to be happy and satisfied and joy-filled and you better make me that way. It's, I want to be happy and satisfied and joy-filled, and I am going to do what I need to do to become happy and satisfied and joy-filled. And even if I don't feel like it, 
I'm going to have to choose that. Not really that happy right now. I have to choose that. It's hard. Pushing yourself to read faster is hard. Serving 8,000 times to get better at your tennis serve is hard. Running past the point of comfort is hard. It's all hard. It's all hard. But if that's what you want, that's what you do. If you want to get the degree, pass the class, you do what it takes to get there. And yes, it's hard. And yes, it's a choice. Yes, it's a choice. So how do you want to be and how do you navigate that negative to get there? It's easy to be bitter. It's easy to be cynical and to play that victim card to own that victim role. He did this to me. I gave all of this and he did this to me. That's easy. But is that who you want to be? And is that how you want to be? Because I didn't. And if you want to be that way, you're probably not listening to this show. I wanted to be powerful. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be an advocate. I wanted to be a voice. Not only for myself, but for others. So I took the steps that would get me there. That's that navigating that negative. Is it comfortable to go out in public and tell my story? No. Was it terrifying to publish a book? Yes. But that's what I wanted. And these are those steps. And I am feeling the way that I want to feel. I am feeling more powerful in my story. I am feeling more powerful in my resilience, in my boundaries, in expressing my boundaries. I talk a lot in my training. All my stuff is focused on naked self-worth, which is the ability to value yourself for who you are, not for what you do or for what size you wear, for how much money you make or anything like that, but for who you are exclusive of anything. And I wanted to have that kind of self-worth where I could feel the pain and I could be hurt, but I loved me and I knew I was worthy anyway. That I knew it was either about somebody else or that I had made a human mistake and it was all okay. And you don't just go, bam, I'm worthy. You work on it and you argue with yourself sometimes. And then you have pity parties and then you get up. And you navigate the negative and you move into that next moment and you choose that next moment. And then the very last thing, that very last step that got me where I wanted to be and that will get you where you want to be is T, trusting in your truth. Like I said, you've got a choice. The infidelity, the betrayal has stripped you of everything, your worth, your confidence, your future, your past, money, friends, kids, whatever it is. You have a choice. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Because you got to choose. You do have to accept unconditionally that you can't choose just to go back to normal because that's not going to happen. You can choose to play the victim if you want to, and that's totally your, your thing. 
You can choose to thrive. You can choose to flourish. You can choose a new career. You can choose a new relationship. You can choose to work on the other relationship. You can choose all of these things, but the things don't matter as much as the being. How do you choose to be? I am happy. I am open. I am trusting. I am loving. And I am someone who gives people the benefit of the doubt. I choose to be me. My truth is that I am loving and open, accepting and trusting. And I don't care how many times I've knocked down. I know that I am worthy. And I know that my boundaries are clear. And yes, I can reflect and see, could I have done something better? Am I not seeing something? Of course I can do that. But I know I'm healthy, whole, and complete. I know that I'm not broken. I know that I'm not flawed. I know that I'm not looking for other people to fortify my worth. I validate me. I'm not looking for somebody else to validate me. If they do, that's yummy, delicious gravy. And that makes me so happy. And if they don't like me, that is really sad. But there are people that do, and I'm not going to change for you. I am Laura. I am happy, and I am open, and I am trusting, and I am positive. And I will bear my soul and connect with you authentically and completely. And that's who I am. And When I get hurt, because it's life and I will get hurt, I know how to lick my own wounds. I know how to be resilient. I know how to trust in my truth and to move forward. I know how to educate myself. I know how to emotionally take care of myself. I know how to mentally take care of myself. I know how to connect spiritually and go deep. And that's what this is all about. What do you choose? How do you choose to be? How do you choose to show up now and for the rest of your life? Thank you for spending the time with me. Please reach out. Join me on my Facebook group. I actually have two Facebook groups, the Flaunt Flock is for those who are really into being who they are and are really ready to express and to revel in the pleasure of being who they are. And my Betrayed to Brilliant Facebook group is more focused on those who are going through actively that betrayal recovery phase. So you choose, like I said, it's all about a choice. You choose which group is best suited to your needs right now. And no matter what, Go to nakedselfworth.com and download your Sparkle After Betrayal Recovery Guide. Thank you for being here. Have an amazing week. As usual, always remember to flaunt exactly who you are because who you are is always more than enough. Tune in next time to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal with radio host and live choreographer Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Develop naked self-worth and reclaim your confidence, enthusiasm, and joy so you can create a life you love and embrace who you are today. Download your free Sparkle Through Betrayal Recovery Guide at NakedSelfWorth.com.